3: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, I'm sorry to report that Georgia went to Warnock. And um, I got to tell you, I am very disappointed in the GOP leadership. They were outspent by $100 million. And you have people like Romney McDaniel out there instead of fighting for um, fairness they're they're bragging about the sheer stupidity of ballot harvesting which to me disenfranchises the voter so if you want to disenfranchise the voter then so be it go go in ballot harvest you know preach to the ballot but you're not preaching to the voter if you do that Ballot harvesting and and month-long voting has no business in elections. And Republicans are starting to equivocate and say, well, we need to play that same game. And I say that's a mistake. Because that's not honoring the respect of the voter itself. That's just playing games with money. Forget about campaign finance and outside influences. That's just basically like lie, cheat, and steal your way to the top. We got to get back to the basics. We got to get back to the principles that made this country great and get back to single day voting. Get rid of these machines, install and honor chain of custody and make it all happen. But here's what. Here's what RNC Chair Rodham McDaniel had to say before the election results were
1: in. Hemingway sat in that very chair and said the Democrats beat us all the time in terms of collecting ballots.
4: Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, if you look at California where we just kept four seats that we lost in 2018, you look at Michelle Steele, Young Kim, Valadeo, Garcia, and then also this Duarte win, we were the ones who— perfected ballot harvesting. We're doing it in the states where it's legal. Now, some states that's not legal, and the RNC is not gonna do it. If it's against sure, the law, I'm not gonna ballot harvest. But what we do need is our voters need to vote early. I have said this over and over again. There were many in 2020 saying, don't vote by mail, don't vote early. And we have to stop that and understand that if Democrats are getting ballots in for a month, we can't expect to get it all done in one day. Right. You wouldn't feed your family in a one day of harvesting. We've got to be doing the whole month like they are.
1: Yeah, you've got to change the paradigm. Yep. Ronna, great to see you. Thank, Thank you, you so much.
3: Well, that's being th- that change of the paradigm is being led by Paul Ryan, who pretty much has the keys to the kingdom over there at our, the uh, uh, Fox News. But I say RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel advocated a perfected uh, advocated and perfected she said ballot harvesting which is all the more reason to replace her with someone smart like harmony dillon month long voting and ballot harvesting is wrong and make it easy for fraud to occur it's very simple very simple but this is uh, molly Hem- hemingway she's like the head honcho over at the federalist and even uh, Laura Ingram, they both are going to whine and complain, but they're both talking about how they still support Ronald McDaniel. I don't, I don't appreciate this. Let's take a listen.
4: We felt this coming. To me, it never felt like the Senate Republicans wanted this guy in office. He was a Trump pick. They didn't like that. They probably like him as a person, Herschel as a person. But there wasn't the intensity on the part of the Republicans as there was on the part of the Democrats. I felt it. You felt it. But we don't change anything. We have the same people in place in leadership, same people in place, apparently at the RNC. Perhaps that's not changing. we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I'm pissed tonight, frankly. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, it's really offensive. I'm mad. For Republican voters, for Republican donors who have put so much into having some wins, and they just see kind of failure across the board. There aren't people who are working on early voting or banking ballots. There's no clear messaging. I mean, you look at what happened since the midterm elections, where you had a Senate that basically responded to those disappointing midterm losses by doing— nothing other than sabotaging their own base. What is the case for voting Republican for the Senate after these midterms? I don't think one was even attempted to be made, and yeah, nothing seems to be changing. But you didn't see a lot of enthusiasm down there. Of course, the spending was completely... Three I mean, no,
3: no. When she pivots to uh, to uh, Kellyanne Conway, I think it's Kellyanne Conway and Laura Ingram both admit that they support Rona McDaniel. It's not Molly Hemingway, but I believe Molly Hemingway was on the last clip mentioned in the last clip. So all of these power elites in the Republican Party are sort of supporting the status quo. And then here they are complaining about it, but they're going to continue on. This to me was the biggest failure for Mitch McConnell. This says volumes right here. They were outspent a hundred million dollars. They were outspent a hundred million dollars. That's unacceptable, and should never ever be, and should uh, result in Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy losing their status. Georgia race spending in twenty twenty two: Herschel Walker one hundred and forty nine million, Raphael Warnock two hundred and forty eight million, a hundred million dollar difference. This is once again a failure. Of GOP leadership, another winnable race without the resources to get the fin- to the finish line, over the finish line. So, listen to this little snippet right here.
6: Yeah, it was just. Look at how close it
4: was, though. I mean, Ann, What did we say? This was winnable, Kellyanne. I know you don't it's want any winnable. change. You, you want Ronald McDaniel. I like Ron McDaniel. Isn't this like a, a, a warning? So, why
3: does Kellyanne want Ronald McDaniel? And why does Laura Ingram like Ronna McDaniel? She just quoted that.
4: Flashing, or are we just going to keep doing the same thing all over again every single election? Well, first Kevin of all, McCarthy won the House. Well, he won all, the House. Yes, he did. And we were outspent three to one here. Why? There's no excuse. There's no excuse in Georgia for us not to have done what Brian Kemp did. Yes, he's the incumbent governor. He's very popular. He's running against Stacey Abrams. But he turned out over his micro targeting plan, his grassroots people, and I guess Mitch McConnell's group funded it. But they did that in the last couple of days. He funded it. it? Done what did, four he, what weeks did Mitch McConnell hire down we there? We could have won that seat outright four weeks ago. We wouldn't even had have to have a runoff. Herschel Walker he, could have won. I think he was one of the most improved candidates of the cycle. We had some duds of candidates this time. He was out there working hard. But we need to not just compete for votes for ballots. We need to compete for ballots. If we don't bank ballots early, we're going to keep right, losing. But we, didn't. This not, but we didn't. But we didn't. Well, we didn't do it in 2020, because everyone said don't vote early, because that's corrupt. Not so, everyone. Well, yes, uh, well big, a lot of big big people did people at did. the very top of the Republican <laughs> yes, Party. Big you big didn't. People did. But, Molly, and Mitch we, McConnell did give to $11 million to the effort. That's $14 million to the effort in Georgia. But where was all hands on deck? You got Lindsey Graham. He was there. He did a lot. Every senator should have been there. Every female senator should have been there. But why? I'm going to ask the question tonight. Nobody wants to talk about this. Why weren't they down there? Molly.
5: I think that if they had needed this seat to have a majority in the Senate, you actually would have seen the establishment in D.C. caring a little bit about it. They obviously didn't care about it once. It wouldn't have mattered there. But also there's an issue of people talk about giving money to different races. We're very good at seeing how money can go around to different people. The Republican Party gives money to consultants. They need to care more.
3: No, you know what? I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing it. And I, I honestly believe that that uh, the money that's being generated for the Democrats is fraudulent. You take FTX, for example. Everybody vo- thinks they're donating to Ukraine, and really they're do- donating to Raphael Warnock. He doesn't even have to fundraise. He's just going to show up somewhere, and he's going to get $248 million. Nobody in their right mind is going to give Raphael Warn- Warnock a $248 million check. It's going to come from some guy like Sam Bankman-Fried that never, ever earned the money in the first place. It was just given to the Ukraine fund like chumps in a slush fund for candidates who needed it the most to keep the World Economic Forum principles alive. And alive, not so much. I mean, nobody's really buying into it. Nobody likes infanticide nobody likes open borders nobody likes higher taxes nobody likes this inflation nobody likes any of this nobody is voting for any of this not in the numbers that they're getting they're getting the numbers because not they're not mining and voting early and mining ballots they are they are printing ballots They are collecting the printed ballots. They are picking those printed ballots up and they are dropping them into mailboxes all over the place. And they're being counted late where needed. Fraud where needed. And that's exactly what's happening. They're censoring and they're infiltrating. You know, I can't tell you how... It is right now with Facebook. I could say and do anything I want on Facebook right now, it seems. And they leave me alone. It was only in the three weeks lead up to the uh, to the election. Three weeks lead up to the election that I was like hogtied and, you know, and tarnished. I mean, they were basically tar feathered. You know, I, they, had, they had an earmark on me. They were targeting me like crazy. I couldn't post anything without getting banned and cut in the lead up to the election on Facebook. Man, they look at Twitter right now with this new release, a new batch of information. And we know that James Baker, the former FBI counsel, the, the former FBI counsel was working as counsel at Twitter, and he was the one slow rolling out, slow releasing out and scrubbing out all the Twitter documents. He scrubbed them, he deleted them. And now what do we have? Because there's, you know Twitter's not bound by the same principles as the National Archives. It's not a criminal act to, to shred. And they were shredding for weeks. And it was James Baker that they fired and escorted out of Twitter offices yesterday. He had a whole team of people and a humongous budget to delete all the evidence he could get his hands on. And meanwhile, you know, they're not willy nilly outing themselves every single time they interact with the FBI. The good stuff is never going to be see the light of day. I think it's all a ruse. Yeah, they, they came out with a second tranche yesterday from Twitter. But all I'm going to say is the FBI is corrupt. The Department of Homeland Security is corrupt. Mayorkas is corrupt. I mean, what was it? Uh, Joe Biden went down to Arizona. And what did he say? He said, uh, I don't really have time to go to the southern border in Arizona. You know, Texas is do- and Florida are doing a lot to prevent illegals to come through their borders, doing as much as they can, perhaps. I don't know about Abbott, but maybe so. But Arizona, the reason why it's so important to get Katie Hobbs installed in Arizona is to keep those borders open because let's face it, Kerry Lake said matter of business day one, we are going to declare an invasion like Texas did and say, we can no longer do this, that we are going to put resources down on the border and stop the flood of people. Well now with this new uh, Senate addition, Warnock, well, it's actually a seat we didn't pick up. What's going to happen here now is that the Democrats are going to get more funding per committee than the Republicans. That's number one. Number two, they're going to have one more vote in every committee. So they're going to greenlight, filibustering. They don't need Joe Manchin anymore. They don't need Joe Manchin. In the Senate, Joe Manchin said, "I'm not supporting filibuster, uh, ending the filibuster." So they don't need him anymore. They got one extra seat, plus Kamala's tiebreaker. So one, they have one deviation. That's fine. Manchin could deviate all day long, but you still have Kirsten Cinema. So who knows what the what what will happen there? But. My fear is, is that the Senate in the next two years is going to end filibustering. And what that's going to pave the way to do is to allow them to get 51 votes, counting Kamala, to make Puerto Rico a state and make uh, a couple of uh, different states that are like D.C. a state and Samoa State, and uh, you can get six new Democrats in the Senate. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to pack the Senate. So I don't know what's going on down in Georgia. They don't want to question the Joe Biden uh, administration. They want to elect a rubber stamp for communism and tyranny. That, that's on them. That to me is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Since when did people grow up? Uh, when are people going to grow up in Georgia and not need this handholding? I could tell you till you're blue in the face. Are you going to listen? No. Are you going to basically heed my warnings, or are you going to wait till it's too late and then you're going to cry and complain about it? Why me? Why am I being herded like sheep? To a red uh, barcode zone, because China's doing it, because I didn't meet my climate uh, initiatives, and I didn't get my vaccine uh, uh, jab. and I did I, and I voted for the wrong candidate. And when I showed up to go out to someplace, my barcode turned red. so I have to go to a uh, quarantine camp. That's what they're doing in China. So when it happens to you at Georgia, don't whine and complain to me. Because that's what's coming. But it's not just the filibuster. It's not just the packing of the Senate. What do you get after you pack the Senate? The one roadblock to the Constitution and dismantling it is the Supreme Court. So you're going to pack the Supreme Court. So Joe Manchin could say all day long. Joe Manchin could say it all up and down, day long. And he could say anything he wants. But his actions have resulted in all of this. West Virginians, when you, when you go about voting for your senator, do not vote for Democrat, Ever. And Georgia's, I'd say the same thing, but you just aren't getting the message. But I don't really believe it's about, I think it's a man versus machine thing that's going on in Georgia. I think it's man versus machine. I think that what's happening is the Republicans need to get the turnout because they're appealing to voters. And I think that the Democrats are pushing to get ballots collect ballots, and drop drop them off. So I think it's like that John Henry fable. Oh, John Henry told his captain, you better take that steam mill around. Right? That old John Henry story, that John Henry story where it was a man versus a machine, and could the man do it better, faster, and it turned out that in that fable, John Henry won, but then he died of exhaustion. It was a great story. There was the Paul Bunyan, a lumberman came from St. Paul. I remember that one too. But John Henry. So he was going against the steam mill, and he was basically trying to win. It was like a chess champion going against the computer right and i think that's what's happening in in uh georgia right now i i th- i think that the democrats are collecting ballots and you know um charlie kirk was all over this and i agreed with him that um that it's it's they're they're about getting registrations but but I've been saying this for longer than even Charlie Kirk. What they're doing is they're getting the systematic, they're using social media and media to get people to register. They're taking those registrations and they're rolling them out. They're, they're just sending out these ballots for every registered voter. Whether you want it or not. Like, I want to call up and say, do not send me out a registered ballot. I'm going to vote in person. Please do not send my ballot out. I don't want it to be confiscated by somebody I don't know and voted on before, you know, in case I don't vote. I don't want to be a Democrat voter. So when I'm dead or alive, please do not send me a ballot. But they're sending these ballots out. They're not cleaning the rolls, and somebody's picking these ballots up, and somebody is processing these ballots. They're harvesting them. They're they're filling them out, and they're dropping them in the box. And there was a, a case where this person in Arizona said, "I didn't vote, and my grandparent uh, didn't vote, and it said that we voted, and we voted Democrat." Or it said we voted. It didn't say whether they voted Republican or Democrat. But they didn't vote. But it said that they did vote. And her husband, it said he did vote. And he did vote. So for the husband, he went out and voted. And it collected his vote and it counted him. But for the people that didn't vote, they didn't know to check. Because they were like, I didn't vote, so I'm not going to go and bother and check. Well, when they did check, they found out that they actually voted. But they know they didn't vote because they weren't physically doing it. Somebody else did. Do you see the problem? When they send all these ballots out, they're voting on these ballots. That's what's happening. That's the problem. So we're all talking about all this money that's flooding into the laundering operation called Ukraine. And here is Democrat Jerry Connolly says, I'm all for transparency and accountability, but not now when it comes to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's audit the tax dollars America has sent to Ukraine.
1: This is about reaffirming our support to the Ukrainian people and their struggle against authoritarianism. Their struggle for the simple right to determine their own destiny and they're sacrificing their lives for it. The least they can expect from us is that we will help them in that effort. We won't fight the fight for them, but we will make sure they have the resources they need to win that valiant fight. So, Mr. Chairman, I join you in opposing this seemingly simple ROI that is anything but because of the context and because of the message I believe it would send to the Ukrainian people. I would also add, Mr. Chairman, because you mentioned my uh, wearing my other hat as the president of the NATO Parliamentary Assembly, the legislative arm of NATO. We need to be cognizant of the message we send our allies In recent years, they have reason to believe maybe we're not that reliant. And we don't want to send any mixed message on this subject. We want to make sure that that alliance is strong, it's cohesive, and it's unified. And that we're showing nothing but solidarity at this precarious moment. It's particularly important since the Ukrainians are actually winning on the battlefield. So I'm all for transparency and accountability but not in this resolution, not now, not with this message.
3: So Democrat Jerry Connolly from Virginia is a flat-out liar. Ukraine isn't winning the war. They're going to lose the war. They've already lost. That Ukraine is a money-laundering operation, and it's the biggest fraud that's ever been committed, other than climate change, inflation, and COVID, and the globalists are behind every one of these things. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all of these things are responsible for all the problems we're having. Global inflation, open borders, COVID, restrictions, mask mandates, social credit scores, FTX, Regulation of crypto and blockchain to control your money and the power to actually shut off your funds. The power to not give you a loan. And through climate initiatives, what we're seeing play out in China is heartbreaking. People are being herded like sheep in the street. They're waiting in long lines in the snow in China right now to get their vaccine to get their COVID tests so that they can get a green light on their phone that allows them to live their lives because if it turns red, they can't live their lives. They have to be quarantined and Fauci loves that system. Here it is. It says, China, people line up in the snow for their daily COVID PCR test to ensure that they keep their digital QR code green. Only a green QR code allows participation in society. Zero COVID madness. I said, like cattle, they are slaves to tyrants. Sadly, the West is heading in this direction. Keep your guns and never let this happen in America. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a music video, but it's showing these people in the snow and um, it's it's disgusting. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the border, uh, open borders. So here's what um, Joe Biden had to say about the border, you know, the Biden crime family. Right here, and uh, he basically said he had more important things to do when he went down to Arizona to fundraise. The border because the more important thing going on. They're going to invest
6: billions of dollars in a new enterprise.
3: A- they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. We, I'm not going to the border. It's uh, there's more important things to do than that. Or border. Wow, what a loser! Nobody voted for this guy. Nobody voted for him. Nobody. You know, but we need more leadership. We got to get rid of Mitch McConnell. We have to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. We have to get rid of Rona McDaniel. I'm endorsing Harmeet Dillon. She is a Trump candidate, a uh, Trump lawyer. And I think that Ronan McDaniel is corrupt as can be. And I could see the way she looks right now. She's gotten some stuff done, you know, glamour. And she's taking money out of the till, and she's improving her life at the expense of yours. I can guarantee you that. But here's what Jim Jordan had to say.
6: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I thank the gentleman for yielding. Just a few minutes ago, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Democrat chair, said, This bill's not about the border. That's the problem. That's what we should be addressing. Four million illegal migrant encounters in, since Joe Biden's been in office. 1.4 million illegal migrants released into the country. One million gotaways. And an administration that says the, uh, the border is secure. I mean, laughable. I don't know how they can say that with a straight face. And remember this, too. Remember those border agents on horseback? Remember those guys doing their job on horseback? This administration allowed a lie to fester and grow for months, knowing that those guys did nothing wrong. Yeah, this bill's not about the border. It should be. When are the Democrats going to take this issue seriously? We have literally went from a secure border to no border. When are they going to take it seriously? No, no, they're never going to take it seriously. Obviously, over the last 22 months, haven't done anything to address it, which leads us to... I think the logical conclusion any American, every American is making, is they're doing this intentionally. Why, I do not know. But it has to be intent. It has to be intentional. It has to be deliberate. It has to be premeditated. Because you can't have this kind of chaos just happen. And now they bring this bill. A bill that says veterans who've committed crimes that make them deportable aren't going to be deportable. I mean, it makes, makes no sense to me. So I hope at some point, the Democrat Party will wake up. I hope at some point the Biden administration will do what everyone knows needs to be done and get to get our border secure again. And maybe it would help. Maybe it'd be a good first, first step. Maybe a good start would be for the President of the United States who is charged with securing our homeland, securing our border. Maybe it'd be a good first step if he went to the border. I know the leader of our party has asked him. Leader McCarthy has asked him to go. Why don't they go together? Help unify the country, maybe. Stand up for something that makes sense, that we would actually have a border. Maybe that would be a first step. Instead of bringing bills like this and not addressing the fundamental problem, a bill that's not about the border, you can say that again because this one sure isn't. This one is not going to address the problem that every American knows is as real as it gets. With that, I yield back.
3: Yep. It's real. All right. And uh, that'll never happen. And... I I'm I'm not sure where uh Jim Jordan who's part of the Freedom Caucus stands in support of but you know one thing I haven't seen I've seen more about more of Kevin McCarthy than I've seen than I ever want to see in my life He's on every news show on Fox News You just got to know that Paul Ryan is greenlighting that right I don't want to see Kevin McCarthy. I want to see Matt Gates, and I want to see Comer and I want to see Biggs campaigning in the mainstream media. It's rigged, folks. Some things are happening here that just shouldn't be. We need new leadership. The leadership in the Republican Party hates Trump. They hate Make America Great Again. They hate America First. And they've done everything they can so not only are the MAGA components of the Republican Party going against the Democrats and all their fraud and all their illegal finance through Zuckerberg's to FTX, Sam Bankman, Freed, money laundering. If that's not bad enough, you got the mainstream media carrying the water for the Democrat Party. But then if that's not enough, you got Mitch McConnell pulling $9 billion from Blake Masters, and giving it to Lisa Murkowski. And Lisa Murkowski's running against a MAGA uh, candidate that would have won if she just had nearly as much money. And Blake Masters would have won against Kelly, a Democrat, if he had nearly as much money. And again, we're being outspent, not because the Democrats are are, are, um, generating these funds, but they're getting them through embezzlement and And uh, laundering. They're getting it because you think that you're promoting and and helping and endorsing and supporting Ukraine. A waste of time. And your money's actually going. You're being duped. You're being fooled. And you're giving money to Ukraine. I want to save Ukraine. I got my yellow and blue flag. And you're giving this money over there. And next thing you know, that money's going into the back pocket of Raphael Warnock against Herschel Walker. Chump. Anybody who does that is just being played for a fool. Here's another Jim Jordan
2: uh, interview. Head of judiciary, your investigation will be working in tandem with Congressman Comer because you're looking into whether or not Based on whistleblower testimony, among other things, whether or not our FBI has been politicized and our Department of Justice weaponized, uh, what is your take on the fact that they had weekly meetings warning these big tech companies, oh, be on the lookout Uh, they're probably going to give you hack material. Some of it may be about Hunter Biden. Were they trying to prevent big tech from letting that story go out? Why didn't they do anything for the 11 months that they had the laptop themselves? They could have been investigating all of this.
6: So, Sean, the answer to your question, who at the FBI was responsible for suppressing this story and and going and briefing these big tech platforms? The answer to Clay's question, who is that key person? We know where to start. Timothy Tebowlt. That's where you start because a whistleblower, FBI agent as a whistleblower went to Senator Grassley and said, this is the guy who was pushing to suppress the Hunter Biden story. His name also came up with a different whistleblower who came to us. So the place you start is with Timothy Tebowl to get the answers. But here's the key fact. The guy that that, that Jim Baker, that Mr. Comer just mentioned. That's the key because Jim Baker was the chief counsel at the FBI back when they spied on President Trump's campaign. And then Jim Baker, Shazam, goes to Twitter and is their general counsel and is the one who did the email saying, well, it's reasonable to assume that this is a hacking operation and therefore we can, we can throttle back the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. So that's where you start, right? Jim Baker and Timothy T. Bolt. And we have been trying to get Mr. T. Bolt in for a deposition. We will make sure that happens in January. Jamie's already working on Mr. Baker. That's how you get to the bottom of this. And the way you stop it is to get the facts, everything out there like Elon Musk has started. But we're going to continue. You get the facts out there. That's the first step into making sure this kind of baloney and garbage never happens again.
2: Jim Jordan, is Elon Musk right when he says that When you shut down dissenting voices, that is by very definition, election interference. Do you agree that the media was complicit in lying to the American public uh, and acting as the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party? And do you believe that the FBI is behind all that pressure to prevent big Uh, tech from publishing that story to help Joe Biden get elected?
6: Yeah, it sure looks. Because remember, the 51 former intel officials send the letter says it has all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The real disinformation operation was the one the FBI and big tech were running on the American people. And Jim Baker was at the heart of it. So let's get him in here to talk to Jamie and his team. And then we'll get Timothy T. Bolt into the Judiciary Committee, to talk to him and get to the bottom of it, as I said. So we get the facts to the American people.
3: And the CIA and FBI, if you're listening, you never fooled me. Your tradecraft sucks, and you're all a bunch of morons over at the CIA and the FBI. Uh, this word tradecraft," they, they, they throw it around. These people couldn't run a a, uh, a store front. These people could never hold a job. They are not American loving patriots. They are clowns that rigged the system and have the media in their back pocket unlimited amounts of funds and they just throw money to solve at a problem to solve it they never figure out anything cuz they have an IQ that's lower than dirt it's pathetic meanwhile trump organization companies found guilty on frivolous civil charges in tax fraud trial in new york they're just going after them but President Trump was not charged in the case. The Trump organization could face fines, but the discrepancies are a fractional, a fraction of total earnings. I heard a number that you know the Trump organization's amounts to like a hundreds of millions of dollar operation, and the the amount of discrepancy was about one hundred sixty thousand dollars. Now, every company has this kind of thing where you have somebody, ta- you know, writing off a uh, a plane flight or a vacation as a business trip. And somehow they, they've w- managed to figure that out and get that to be so they might have to pay some fines now. And they're going to hit, the, you know, like instead of 160000 in retribution, they might have to pay $1.6 and the Trumps can afford it, I guess, but is that fair? Is that even right? Living in America, you know, it's a, it's an awful way to treat your citizens who are contributing to your tax code. It's disgusting. House GOP launches antitrust investigation into ESG banking cartel. As I've always said, ESG is an illegal leftist scam, For circumventing democratic processes to impose arbitrary standards on corporations to hijack them for political purposes. This was written out of the Federalist. The Republicans launch antitrust probe into ESG cartel. So this environmental um, organization is, you know, of course, what they're pushing because they want to sell carbon footprints and carbon certificates. And ESG, Tesla is not even part of the ESG equation because they're not cooperating. So Steve Malloy writes this. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak in 2021 wanted to rewire the entire global financial system for net zero. Net zero, of course, is a lie. Climate is a lie. There are no actual plans to get to net zero because it's not possible. Net zero is just BS propaganda to keep the climate hoax alive. Let's take take a listen to the unelected, really, never went through an election process, but Rishi Sunak, uh, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom.
7: This is the first COP to bring together so many of the world's finance ministers businesses and investors with such a clear common purpose. To deliver the promise made in Paris six years ago to direct the world's wealth to protect our planet. The good news is that the will is there. At least 80% of the global economy has committed to net zero or carbon neutrality targets. Our challenge now is to deploy the investment we need to deliver those targets around the world. To do so, we are accelerating three actions today. First, we need increased public investment. And I want to speak directly to the developing countries of the world. We know that you've been devastated by the double tragedies of coronavirus and climate change. That's why the G20 is stepping up to provide debt treatments more swiftly. It's why the IMF are providing a new $650 billion allocation.
3: He goes on and on. The climate is not an emergency or a catastrophe. That's number one. He just made that up out of old cloth. Number two, what he's saying is we're going to collect money out of the middle class taxpayer to give it to these developing nations. And guess what else is happening? Uh, What else is happening is... uh, Bill Gates just announced, and this is over on Life News, he just announced that he's sending $7 billion to Africa that will promote abortion as population control. So you hear these two globalists talking out of both sides of their mouth. And while you're at it, Sam Bankman-Fried hires the same attorney that defended Epstein, confidant Ghislaine Ghislaine, Maxwell. So how do you like that? Now, we all know that uh, there's this, well, there's this theory. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory, but um, Jeffrey Epstein's money ended up in FTX. They needed to park it somewhere. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take this caller, in just a moment, uh, caller, you're on the air.
0: Hey, morning, Scott. Good morning. I, I have just a question for these, uh, for these uh, net zero people. Um, CO2 is, uh, one carbon atom with two oxygen atoms, correct?
3: You tell me, yeah.
0: I, I guess, yeah. Okay, so, yes, that, that's what CO2 that's a CO2 molecule, so, uh, <laughs> there's no differentiation between a CO2 atom coming from a human or coming from an exhaust pipe or coming out of a frog's mouth. Okay. So how are they going to separate the emissions from every single living organism on the planet from human (laughs) activities? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about CO2 coming from whales, gophers, you know, everything that breathes oxygen in its CO2. So how can they say, how how can they differentiate what's coming from human activity as opposed to every other life form on the planet?
3: Yeah, I mean, It,
0: it just doesn't make any sense. And when you have net zero, what does that mean? No more CO2 in the atmosphere? Well, that's the death of all life. Right. Can people just take a minute and think about this? Like, right. And study after
3: study have, have shown that, the, that the, um, impact of an in industry has not really had, uh, any impact, measurable impact on climate. Uh, the, 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 the global hasn't increased in heat since 2015. Uh, there was a 20 year pause going back to the millennium and, uh, they, they, the the uh, scientists and the data that they're using has been wrong, but they've been paid by the the powers that be to push this climate hoax, and now we're seeing the culmination. The, we're seeing it come to fruition. We're seeing the end game now with this climate. After they've been pushing it since the Al Gore days, and the uh, the 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 push is that they want to now call it a crisis, an emergency like COVID and they want lockdowns they're having these lockdowns in the netherlands where you have to literally stay at home now and mm-hmm. it, it almost reminds me that covid was a conditioning grooming type of thing where we could understand it if it if it was if it was medical but now we're going to take that same lockdown uh system and we're going to apply it to climate uh, it's a complete and total Hoax, just like COVID Yeah, was. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, it's like when I, it's like when I, when I called you when this thing first started, and I told you this whole thing is is just a scam.
3: Yeah,
0: you know, back in the back in in the beginning of nineteen. I mean, it, it, I just I'm very very frustrated with my uh, fellow man. Yeah,
3: um, well, you I, know, the uh, liberals need to stop to to playing people. the uh, globalist game but for some reason they will not open their eyes. They will not think for themselves and they just vote for the shiny penny. And in and California, as the as shiny penny is Gavin Newsom.
0: Yeah. Just as an aside, you know, you, you mentioned, Oh, actually you mentioned Newsom. So he's saying that, uh, that, that by 2030, there's not going to be any more gas, uh, 2035.
3: Engines. I thought, yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: 2035. So, um, I mean, has anybody asked this guy, hey, uh, how do you know the technology is going to be available uh, by that time uh, to replace these engines? I
3: guarantee you as sure as I'm sitting here, I guarantee that 2035 is going to roll around and there's going to be gas-powered planes, gas-powered trucks, gas-powered tractors. There's going to be gas-powered... There's going to be petroleum sweaters, uh sweaters made by petroleum there's going to be gas powered um combustible engine cars
0: guarantee it of course, gas may be fifty dollars a gallon by then
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe um <laughs> it just depends on who's owning the electric uh, grid um because yeah. you know if it's the republicans they'll find a way to lose <laughs> you know that's
0: it, it, and and one other thing real quick. Um, okay. Remember when uh, the vaccines were first coming out and people were asking, well, what if you take one and what if you mix them? Right. Yeah. Do you remember that question being asked and, and all the, you know, the smart people were saying, oh no, it's fine. There, 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 there's no, nothing wrong with mixing them. Remember that
3: mixing what? I, I missed that first part
0: makes Good. them like taking a, a Pfizer and then a Moderna and oh, then right, a, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you've got you've got three there's three competing companies all with their own formula for this vaccine that is proprietary. They will not tell anybody what the ingredients are. How in the world can they determine whether or not these things will react adversely with each other? Well, and
3: that's just it, you know, all this myocarditis and stuff. I wonder if there's a pattern. That's a good point. That's a good question. Um, I wonder if there's a pattern between, you know, taking the uh, Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson and the Pfizer and, like, taking them in a certain kind of mixture, in a certain kind of order. I'm
0: wondering wondering also if this whole... uh, um, uh, what's that? What's that drug coming that they're talking about? That people are dying from?
3: Yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the
0: drug. The, the one coming from from this uh, China.
3: Yeah, it's a therapeutic.
0: Yeah. No, the one uh, the 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 one it's supposed to be like a heroin. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Right. I'm wondering if this whole fentanyl thing is not a smokescreen for uh, vaccine reactions.
3: Oh, well, that's interesting. I I have no idea, so I can't comment on yeah, that. I, yeah,
0: because, you know, I mean, are, are there really that many heroin addicts in the, in this country?
3: I'd like to think not, but,
0: you know, yeah, there's a um, lot of fentanyl coming I, th- I wonder if anybody's investigating whether, you know, these fentanyl deaths are... Uh, well, you take a look at the Philly, and they have breed.
3: videos of people that are just strung out, and it's pretty sad to see. But thank you so much well, for calling please. in today. Thank you.
5: Thank All right. All Thanks. right.
3: Take Bye. care. All right. Um, so it says here, Former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried has retained attorney Mark Cohen, the former prosecutor who recently defended Jeffrey Epstein Confident, Elaine Maxwell and drug lord uh, Shukin El Chapo Guzman as insolvent cryptocurrency companies face legal scrutiny. Yet Maxine Waters just treats him with kid gloves and basically says he can come anytime he wants. So I have a couple of uh, well, let's see. We're, We're actually kind of running out of time. Um, (laughs) that that <laughs> I just looked up at the clock. There was a lot of clips I still had to play. Um, but uh, let's see. I wanted to play. Um, I'm 1,000% positive COVID was a lab leak. Dr. Andrew Huff. Um, so, you know, there was basically a Jesse Waters uh, interview about that. And, oh, I wanted to tell you one thing before we leave. There's a Canadian fashion company. Now, it was first Balenciaga, right? Last week they were pushing these kids and uh, the, the SM. Well, there's a new ad in Canada, fashion company Lemaison Lame- Simons. All is beauty ad. It's, it's called All is Beauty, right? <clears throat> ad campaign is helping Trudeau globalists lower the world's population. A girl named Jennifer, she was 37 years old in the wake of COVID climate and inflation, oppression. They're now exploiting your depression. So basically this ad was pushing assisted suicide and it was unbelievable that they were doing it. They're pushing assisted suicide in Canada to lower the global population. So they've already like oppressed you with their COVID and their climate and their inflation. And now that you're oppressed, they're going to tell you it's okay to be depressed and check out. Unbelievable. It's an attack on Christianity, first and foremost. And you can never let this happen. Well, be sure to check out org to find out how we're making America great again to, to support America First policies and use Red State right at com. We'll see you next time on the radio.